Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello, everybody. Welcome again for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And this is the first time I've ever done this in uh, over 150 podcasts. It's the first time I've interviewed someone three times in a row. And I'm excited about that. And welcome back, my friend, Joel Hulk. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Paul. And I'm happy to be part of history. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Gosh, your story is so fascinating and offers so much help for people who've experienced some of the things that you have, which we all have to uh, one degree or another, that I just felt it really important to extend this for another time and give people the opportunity to see more of how you've processed some things uh, being broken, in your words, uh, both emotionally and physically and and spiritually. And without putting words into your mouth, uh, a lot of that boils down to the difference between fear and love. And so help us with your understanding of that and and how that's helped you. Sure. So thank you very much. I'm so excited to do the third session here. Uh, Thank you very much for for having me on your show. I will jump right into it. So so hopefully if somebody did not hear the first or the second show, they probably should listen to them first, and then they will really understand what we're talking about. But let's go back to being 45 years old, uh, my mom passing away. My wife at the time, living a week after I, I've been completely, completely broken, dying for results, dying for, and I use the word dying is because I really felt dying. I remember don't mind to die. I didn't want to kill myself, but I did not mind to die. So dying, I'm not accidentally using this word, but eventually I got the will to live again and I got the will to, I, I had the energy to move on. But there was one question that I asked myself, that I think that this question was significant for me. And I asked myself, how did I get here? How did I end up in Pittsburgh? How did I end up losing two marriages? Okay. How did I end up being a single parent? How did I end up owning a business that I really did not feel fulfilled? I did financially well, but I did not enjoy what I was doing. There was nothing in my life except my kids that I love dearly, but there was nothing in my life that I say, hi, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Like there was nothing there. And I asked myself this question, how did I get here? Now, to be able to understand that question, obviously, I had to go backward in my life. And slowly, 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 I went back to being a seven-year-old in the last day of first grade and understood the impact that this moment had in my life when I realized that I'm stupid. Smart kids going to second grade, stupid kids have to do first grade again. And when we use the word stupid from intelligent point, it's not, it's not a swear word. This is really what I felt. And I been abandoned my, my teachers. I've been abandoned by my classmates. I was, this is just was tremendous amount of fear just sucked into my life in a second. And I had to figure out a way how to survive life from this moment on. 
So from that moment, once fear sank into my life, I start reacting to life. And everything that I did from being a seven-year-old until I was 45 years old was only a one reaction after another reaction after another reaction after another reaction from fear. I did not really choose my life. At, at times, I probably did. Some areas of my life, I definitely chose. But the, even, even if we talk about the horses, I love the horses, but I went there because I did not feel judged. I went there because I did not feel stupid over there. I went there because I did not need to read and write over there. So even the stuff that I love to do, they still came from the same energy of feeling terrified of this event that happened. And even the businesses that I own, I never had a dream in my life to own a business. It, it was, I did not have the drive. There are some people that are financially very well, that at a very early age say, I want to own my business. I want to be rich. I want to, this was never, it was never in my mirror. And I, I never looked at that. Now I became a business owner from the fear of having my boss ever tell me and giving me a piece of report, a piece of paper, hey, read this report. Hey, go analyze it, come back to us. We need to know what you think. And I could not read and write, so I would never put myself in a position that another man or woman will tell me to do something like that. This was the only reason why I became a self-employed, to make sure that they don't have a boss. Also, the relationship that people that I surround myself with, especially, especially we're talking a lot about it in the book, especially in intimate relationship, I had to find somebody that is working in a way that I could feel safe. Because in my mind, which smart woman will want to have a stupid guy in her life? Because this is what I saw in myself. And I picked up relationships. And there's nobody perfect. I mean, obviously, there's nobody perfect. But I was attracted to the things that are broken in my intimate relationships to feel safe. Now, there's nobody perfect. Everybody has things that are working good in their life and things that are not working good in their life, things that are secret, things that, are, that, that they need help with. Everything, is, this is full life. But I was attracted to the brokenness because this is where I felt complete. And understanding how did they get here was able to put all the pieces together, that everything that they did in my life was coming from a reaction from fear. And I really did not choose my life. And people say, hey, you choose from fear. We don't really choose from fear. If you think about it, when we are afraid, when we're in a survival mechanism, we're following instincts. We don't following thoughts. This is why soldiers get getting trained again and again and again and again and again to make sure that their instincts in the moment of a comeback, that they don't think, they're just reacting, reacting, reacting. But this is what how we live our life when we are sourcing ourselves from fear. We're just in a reaction after reaction after reaction. And this is what made me sick. This is what made my relationships working. This is what made everything in my life. And then I tapped into that the energy of fear, it's not the only energy that can source us. And on the other side of fear is the energy of love. And where true love source, there is no fear. It just does not exist. Where there is fear, there is no love. Now there's some layers of love can show up like love, but it's not true love. And fear cannot exist where true love is. And then I start slowly, slowly sourcing myself from love. 
And it's not easy if you think about it. We don't live in a loving world. We're living in a survival world. We're living in, especially the days that we're living right now, you know, we are so consumed by fear. We are so consumed by our health. We are so, you know, we have to walk outside and putting masks on. And we, it's everything that's going on and people losing jobs. And it, it, we don't live in a place that we can say, hey, there's love all around us. But there is love all around us. We just have to look at that. We just have to find it. We just have to tap into it. And it's available for all of us. And this is really what was eventually open up the doors for me for my self-healing. Because as we shared earlier, my physical healing that started with working with Dr. Conan Shah, he was the first doctor that opened the alternative healing for me. He was only able to help me with the doing part. Don't eat this, don't drink that, basically stop drinking coffee, just drink pure water and stop eating meat, stop eating gluten. Gluten was a big, big thing that really was not working well with my body. And planet-based diet, supplements, all the stuff that we're doing was very easy for me to do. But only when my mom passed away and my marriage ended, this is where I actually got connected to the love energy that can support my healing. And today, I'm completely healed, not only physically, I complete physically, emotionally, and spiritually just because I am tapped into the energy of love that is available for all of us. And I'm not operating out of love 100% of the time. I am like anybody else. But again, when fear is sinking in, I have the tools to recognize it, and I have the choices that I can make. Am I going to continue reacting from fear? Can I slow down and choose from love? And this, I remember the first, and this is in the book, and, and I will make sure that when people read it, they will, I will keep, keep the story there. But I remember the first time in my life when I could actually sit in and say, what is my choice right now? I can either react to fear or I can choose from life. And like anything else in life, when we experience it for the first time, then we have a point of reference to go to, to tap into it. And this moment will stay there for the rest of my life just going back to that first event. What was it? Can you tell us what that first event was? Sure. <laughs> it is in the book. And obviously that there, is, there is a lot of stuff in the book and I, and I will definitely share that. And this was shortly after my mom passed away and my wife left. And so, so it was right in this event and probably about a month or two after that. And one of the people that was working in our company, and we were not a big company. There was my business partner and myself, and maybe we had like two assistants that were working with us. So one of our assistants came and she said, just want to let you know I'm giving you my two weeks notice. Now, immediately, my business partner got mad. Like, how dare you? And we invest all this money in you. And, and we, we did invest a lot of money. And, you know, we flew her to California a couple of weeks earlier, and, and, and we did treat her as well as we could. And I could hear him speaking to her of trying to convince her to stay to keep working with us. In one hand, making her feel bad for living. In another hand, when he saw that this is not working, hey, what do you need? Do you need more money? And I could hear him speaking and I could hear myself speaking and he's speaking. And I'm sitting back and the first thing that come up is, okay, here is another person abandoned me. Like she just was a worker. I mean, we find somebody to replace her in days after. But the instinct for me is the fear is, 
another person has abandoned me. And it's happened to be another woman. And this was like, this is the third woman in the last three months. And like, it was just everything fed in. And I was actually able to, because it was my business partner speaking my language, I could actually watch him speaking something that did not fit with me no more. Like, I don't want to sound like that. And I knew that I can actually sound even better when I would speak. I knew that if I will open my mouth, in my mind, I could actually manipulate her or convince her or whatever we want to make her sure that she stay. And after he tried, he said, Joel, what do you think? And in his mind, I will take it to the next level because I was really good at that. And I looked at her and I say, do you like working here? And she said, no. I say, so I wish you the best. Whatever you choose to do, I hope that you will find a place that you will be happy and you will be fulfilled. Because I source myself from love, not from fear. Now, as insignificant for some people this moment will be, for me, it was tremendous. It was just an employee that left, and we will, and, and I say, we find another employee. It was not about the, what the consequences that happened between the working relationship. The effect here is where we're sourcing ourselves from. And this was the first time that I could consciously choose to source myself from love and not choose to source and not to be in a reaction from fear. And when I shared this with this young lady, uh, a few years, I mean, probably about a year ago, we met, we met for lunch. For, and we just, I mean, we're not really in touch, but we just met for lunch. And I say, you have no clue on the impact that you had in my life. And she said, she say, absolutely, what, what did they do? And when I share with her this story, she was in tears. She said, I can't believe that I was part of that. Because for her, it just was one more job that she left. For me, it's changed my life. So you use the term, Joel, that you sort yourself from love. So you were, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. It sounds to me like you were relating to love, not to fear. You were looking at the whole situation with love, love for yourself, love for her, what was best for her, not trying to manipulate things, just seeing that as part of the whole journey, not trying to fight it or have a manipulative outcome, but just the whole thing based on love. And... Correct. Obviously, that had a profound effect on you as, as it has on me, starting to see people through the eyes of love. And we have a scripture in First John 4 that says, perfect love cast out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And there is no fear. There is no punishment in perfect love. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of different layers or facets to how you look at that. But uh, I found that it's, uh, at least for me, it, it, it's impossible to really love someone whether it's myself or someone else or God, if I'm living in fear, if I'm afraid of the outcome, if I'm afraid of them, if I'm afraid of abandonment or punishment or whatever, and just being set free from that whole fear mindset, I don't have the words to describe it, but it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's forgiving ourselves mm. and loving ourselves because it's technically impossible for us to love somebody else if we don't love ourselves. We can't give what we don't have. Right. We, I can't forgive you if I don't forgive myself. I can't love you if I don't love myself. And there was one event in September of 2013. And I remember that because, again, this is a day that my life was transformed. And this is when we observe Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is, one of the, is, is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. And this is the day that we're asking for forgiveness from others. And this is the day that we're asking from God for forgiveness for the things that we have done. 
and I hold a, a, a dinner event and basically we're fasting. It's a 24 hours of fasting. Now I have never, I don't want to say never, I rarely absorb any holidays in the Jewish calendar. I never invite people to my house for this particular holiday. So this was the first time that for some reason I say, I want to invite a few friends because we're doing a big dinner before, then 24 hours fasting, and then a big dinner in the end. So I invite some friends over, and me as the host of the, in the house, like generally speaking, people would open the Bible and read a word or two from the Bible, and we will eat. Now, I can't do that. So it's still my house. I'm still the host. I need to say something. And before we start eating, I say, you know, today is the day that we're supposed to ask forgiveness from each other. And I'm sure that there's many things that I can ask forgiveness from you, but I really don't feel complete asking forgiveness from anybody today. Today is the day that I'm asking forgiveness from myself for being in a reaction from fear throughout all my life. Now, once I'm able to forgive myself, then I can authentically ask for forgiveness from others. And this was a significant day as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And of course, I knew that story because I've read it, but I appreciate you sharing it here. Joel, in just a couple of minutes that we have left, you've told me that your goal with the eggshell effect is you've said if, if it helps one person, you feel fulfilled. And it's it's already helped me. So you're a successful author from that standpoint. You're an energy awareness coach. Tell us about opportunities that you have that you can offer to help other people with their healing. So nothing is really unique in my story. What's unique in my story is that I have so many experiences that happen in for one person. I'm not the first person that, you know, got divorced or single parent, uh, have a disease uh, or heal himself from a disease or anything that I experienced. There are other people that experience that. Now, I'm a little bit unique, the fact that there's a lot of events that happened to me. And I'm sure that there are people that happen even more events to their life that they actually were able to, to break through and, and get. But this is my journey. And, and But through this journey, I was able to uh, tapped into the energy source of what's sourcing us. Now, obviously, we know it's all fear, but just knowing does not make any difference. It's getting emotionally connected is this is where the breakthrough is coming. So what I do when I work with people, I support them to go to that moment when their life being kidnapped by fear. For me, it was clear, it was seven years old, but there are multiple, multiple people that I work with that their story is their story. It's not like mine. But once they're actually able to get connected to that moment and energetically getting complete, then this energy, the fear energy that's sourcing the same story is disappearing. And once this energy is disappearing, then there's an opening for the energy of love to show up. If we are not doing this work, every time that we're trying to bring love into our life to source ourselves from the energy of love, it's basically we're covering up the existing fear with love, and the fear will just keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up. And this is really the work that they do. And, and it's a, I've been blessed to able to help people with that gift. I, I feel, and we, we talked about God, and, and I feel that I receive a gift from God with one condition. And the condition is that I have to give it away. My story, and as you read it, it's extremely vulnerable story. 
And I even read, write it in the end of the book that I'm scared to share this story, but knowing that I can help one person, it's make it good. Yeah. And I feel that I receive a gift and my obligation as receiving this gift is to give it away. Because there's no value for everything that they say if they don't share it. We talk a lot, Joel, about uh, God's love and God being love. And what lovers do is lovers give. They don't take. uh, We receive love from each other, but lovers give. And God has indeed given you a gift to not only just for yourself, but to give to others. And I'm so glad you're doing that. And in your uh, book, The Eggshell Effect, at the end of each chapter, you have moments for reflection. And so you have, I know from reading it and and doing some of those myself, you give people the opportunity to think about the things that you're talking about and to go through the same process that you've gone through, right? So in the end of each chapter, uh, there is an invitation to reflect. And this is really what it is. It's an invitation to reflect. And people can actually look at themselves and reflect on their own life. I take the chapter and then basically I give some nuggets of what I discover, where it's helped me to have opening doors that coming open from the experience that I experience. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people will get value. And this is why I am certain that the people that will choose to read this book and actually work it, this is, will be an, a progress that will probably will be more than one time reading. Because as our life change, our circumstances change and can go back and say, hey, this is what I feel. This is how I can actually look at things differently. So it's a book that I hope that the people that will read it and find value in it will be able to go back to it from time to time and say, hey, what's changed? How I'm behaving? How I'm reacting? Do I really choose from love? Am I in a reaction? I know they will. Well, in closing, Joel, thank you again for taking this time for these three episodes. And uh, tell people once more how they can connect with you and how they can get a copy of The Eggshell Effect. Sure. Basically, they can go to my website. It's basically it's drawhawk.com or go to eggshelleffect.com and order a book on this website. And for anybody that order a book on this website, I will personally send them a signed copy of the book. And I'm hoping that whoever goes to choose to read this book, that this book will be valuable for them. Well, it's certainly been valuable for me, and I can attest to that. And and I highly recommend it, and I know it'll be valuable to others. And so I'm grateful for meeting you and uh, starting a friendship with you and and, uh, for having read your book. And I will reread it again. I look forward to getting my signed copy. The copy that what I printed out that you sent me, it's all dog-eared and uh, marked up and exclamation points and different things. So I do that with my book. So it won't be pristine uh, after I've uh, read it through again, but that's just the way that I work. Joel, my friend, thank you so much. I appreciate you being with us. Blessing. Thank you very much for you and for your listeners. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.